And we are rolling. What's up, world? I'm Cameron Ra, your host on the Upgrade America podcast. Here with CJ today, Slayer. What up? What's happening, bro? We in here. Yeah, we <laughs> in here, man. We live. So, um, lots going on in the world right now. We're trying to stay on top of current events and everything around that nature. Um, yeah, before we dive into it, thanks for everybody for supporting the channel, for uh, supporting our Patreon, and you know, really giving us the likes and the feedback is is always helpful. But um, yeah, Mexico. We gotta um, we gotta discuss this based on the current events and what happened. Like high level, you you want to give us a a briefing on what occurred? Basically, it was a family uh, or group of Mormons that were ambushed, mistaken identity by a cartel in, I think it's Northwest Mexico, near Chihuahua and was it Sonora area. And also one of the big factors in the case was that U.S. manufactured ammunition was a part of this assault. So, which can go either way. You can be like, well, that's one of our biggest exports is Mm -hmm weapons but then also like well why is it in mexico like that you know if it's considered a cartel hit so Hmm. raises some interesting questions um i think it was three women six children were gunned down yeah now there was some mention of um they were burned is it because the cars were on fire or did they set the cars on fire or I want to say they set the cars on fire or something like that. Wow, but you surely to set the cars on fire, you got to get pretty close to see that those are children, that these are women and children, not like cartel members. And um, that's pretty gruesome and appalling. And quite frankly, it has me pissed off and it only further supports my, uh, what I mentioned before. I believe we mentioned this on another podcast where I said I want to buy Mexico so they can get it together and perhaps they'll stop immigration or illegal immigration rather. They'll, mm-hmm. People would want to stay there and also stop things of this nature. And I said, um, yeah, let's use some military force and quell this, uh, this aggressive barbarism. And I think what was mentioned there are a lot of people seem to think that the cartel works very closely with the Mexican government. Mm-hmm. Or somehow there's some corruption involved or things of that nature. But what are your thoughts, man? Because Trump mentioned, and that's one thing I'm not, um, he wants to he wants to use military force to, to aid the Mexican government in making this stop. What do you think? No. Um... I mean, I feel a multitude of ways about this. This incident is unfortunate, but comparing it to the nature of the United States as a whole, this is everyday mm-hmm. stuff. If you want to break it down, you can go to major uh, metropolitan areas in the U.S. and this is normal. Stuff. Right, forty shootings in uh, what one weekend in Chicago. Yeah, uh, so. Um, I totally get that, and the shootings is really not. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't say that would be the main reason why I would want to intervene with Mexico. For one, and I say it all the time, mm-hmm. you have to 
legalize cocaine. There you go. Now you're talking. Now you're, you're that. right where I'm talking about. Do legalize cocaine. You take uh-huh. a, you take some power away from the cartel. Absolutely. So give Mexico, the government, that gives them a significant power, a significant amount of leverage as they have an abundance of an asset that could be uh, very lucrative in America. So when you're doing that, now they have a stream of revenue. You could potentially fix Mexico. You could make Mexico not so bad to where people are not running across the border, truck mm-hmm. back to <clears throat> come to the United States. Because, I mean, Mexico's right there. It's, it's a pretty big country. And, yeah, it's you know, absolutely huge. <laughs> perhaps uh, making Mexico great again. <laughs> yeah. Is that MAGA? No. Yeah. That would fall under, yeah. That would kind of fall under MAGA, yeah. That would be like, MEMA. Something like that. Mexico, great, whatever. I don't know, I'm bad with acronyms today, but um, I think that would, um, using some aid, as I mentioned, the legalization of of the cocaine, also, you're obviously going to regulate it, but just taking that power away from the cartels. Is they're losing that they'll be losing a lot of funding. They may dissolve naturally as mm-hmm. a result of that. But um I, I think that's a really big first step in, in working with relations with them. But at the same time it's um there is this part of me mm-hmm. to declare anyone who's using deadly force, like unlawful, like to declare them as terrorists. And whether you're a gang or a cartel or what have you. And I think if you fall underneath that clause, you may not have to use military force. Use some paramilitary force. Do some, some spooky stuff in the shadows. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't think... Uh, we, personally, I would not permit it. What do you think? I think it really boils down to... And we always go back and forth about this. Um... I would not want to buy Mexico. I, well, I don't I, mention any anything of, of bombing. No, no, I said buy. Oh, okay. Buy. Um, I like them as a sovereign nation, as our neighbors for trade, mm-hmm. whatever. I think the key thing you said, though, legalizing, it comes to the point now we have to legalize all these drugs because of this incident is a prime example of if we legalize all these drugs, you really take away the cartel's motivation to be a cartel. Not only the cartel, but a lot of the criminal operations organizations in America as well. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think that's a start, but it's just like, there's always um, cause and effect. What do you Mm -hmm. think happened? What do you think they would resort to? Like, um, because here's the thing. Remember, um, you ever see the show Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. Their main thing was guns. Do you think they would go to that as America's, like, I don't know, trying to disband the Second Amendment? Like, that would be their thing, running guns? Because they're not just going to... I don't think they're just going to give up and stop making money. No. Some guys will go out of business. Some guys will find something else. But I, I do agree with you on that. I think we've found mutual grounds that legalizing cocaine and some of these drugs to... Mm-hmm. Letting the you know the government control who how it's distributed that would take away some power and some fun. Yeah, I think um, I think they would diversify. I think, I mean, one of their biggest things also is kidnapping mm. for ransom. Yeah, right. 
So that business will still probably be strong. Um, but if you get rid of the yeah, gut, that I think it's like you need to treat them like a terrorist organization. I and think they do. Switch businesses and um, like. I don't know, because now that you're mentioning the kidnapping and everything like that's unacceptable, particularly if it's American citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys, and, and I, I really don't know the, the internal workings of, of the Mexican government, but they seem like they have a pretty big problem on their hands that they're uh, unable to handle. You're talking about like with corruption and all that? like the Corruption is clearly bleeding into... Um, mm-hmm. The politics, not <laughs> American politics. Isn't it? Yeah, I was about to say uh, we definitely need to hold up a mirror on that one. So, <laughs> pot kettle on the kettle black. Absolutely. Again, it's like when your problems become my problem, being mm-hmm. the bigger person, because I clearly view America as, as a, a bigger, uh, more powerful state. We have to. Um, help our neighbor to the south and I, as i mentioned it's um violence yeah that's a problem but it's more so the that i think that is the solution to our to, to illegal immigration is when you have a stable nation that when when mexico if Mexico's doing good then you know people can have a future there they can set up and, and, and do their thing but, mm-hmm. i don't know it's um I, it's perhaps it's too soon, and everyone wants to jump towards you know ag- aggressive reactions because it's the the grim images of children, women and children being shot, killed, and uh, burnt is uh, very disturbing. But from a diplomatic uh, approach, I don't know. Again, don't start nine <laughs> I put it this way. Think about all the people that are dying in the Middle East. That We don't talk about the body count in the Middle East. I'm not talking about servicemen. I'm talking about citizens of these countries we've been occupying. Yeah, quite a bit of collateral damage. You think that would reoccur in um, Mexico if we were to use such force? No, I'm looking at it in the standpoint of this one incident with Americans being killed, right? Mm-hmm. Pills in comparison to... Like, I think the body count is like millions between Iraq, Syria, like all these countries combined. It's like millions of people dead. I hate to break it to you, Chris. I'm going to sound like a jerk, but there is clearly a a hierarchy on the value of life. And American, the lives of American citizens seem to be at the top of that. And once you go into America, there's even another hierarchy on the value of life. Very true. Very true. That's that on, on another matter. But you're right. People die every day around the world. But it's a little bit different when they're sovereign uh, American citizens. Like, that's a big deal. Like, if Americans are kidnapped, like, or, you know, in some some shit's happening overseas, like, we do our best to get them back. Like whether they're in North Korea, they're in Lebanon or something like that, we do our best to get our, our people back and to have American citizens killed over there. I don't care if it's a mistaken identity. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so is retaliation or retribution, whatever. Um, how do you feel about traveling after seeing this, say, to Mexico? Any future trips? I'm going to go see those pyramids. 
in Mexico. I'm going to yeah. see it. At the same time, I may have security detail. Come on. my own with me. But um, maybe I have... Um, I'm not deterred. Mm-hmm. Really not. I'm not worried. I my my. How do you say? Um, my security assessment, my risk assessment, may be a bit high. Looking around, head on the swivel. But um, I imagine hotel prices probably went down. Probably <laughs> pretty cheap cruise right about now. Um, I was thinking like, and then in light of the 2020 presidential race. Mm-hmm. The opposition can definitely use this to their advantage. 45, if he's running for re-election, which I'm assuming he is. Oh, yeah, I believe so. Um, could use this towards his one of his pillars of his campaign, which won him the presidency, which is illegal immigrants, like, treat them like the criminals that they are, they're subhuman, all this kind of stuff. Build the wall. And you're saying this is supporting it? Yeah, I feel like this is one another feather in the cap. It could be spun. Yeah, I totally see it being spun that way. And again, people people feed on fear. Mm -hmm. Well, not people like um, fear can be can be be used, you know. And this is definitely making people fearful. It's definitely making people angry. I do my best to be dispassionate, but at the same time, it is still a bit disturbing, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I think again we we have to as world's biggest military force. You got looming threats. Like let's let's work on this. But being a, a good diplomat, I think the first thing would be to like like, like you said, let's uh, cut off that cash flow. Let's mm-hmm. get some legal uh, traffic and and as far as um, controlling the resources that uh that fuel a cartel didn't um didn't we go over this article with uh, was it a mexican president talking about they legalizing all drugs mentioned that yeah and they want to sit down with the u.s and like work out a plan so and we Trump was been- like huh he wasn't for it but um i expect <laughs> it that's what i was like i find it very ironic because i mentioned that in the upgrade america handbook and mm-hmm. then right after it, the Mexican president made a very similar statement. But Absolutely. when you look at it, and everyone's gonna look, no, that's awful. Like, that's 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 bad. You're gonna sell crack walks in Walgreens, and like, no, like, like what's bad is like right now, like what you should <laughs> see on the news, like that. That's bad to me, and I, I really think you can mitigate that or eliminate, even eliminate it with making a few changes. Now, what about you? Would you go down to Mexico? Yeah, I got uh, me and my buddy Ryan when we were on our Japan part of, portion of our trip. We met two dudes, one from Houston, the other one was was he Mexican? I believe he was Mexican. Mm-hmm. They own a small hotel in West Mexico, and I I want to see in relation to where it's at, where this incident happened. Interesting. Yeah. But um, I would still go. I went to uh, like I told you, I went to Mexico and. 2016 was it? I went to Puebla, Mexico, which is where the Mexican, the Battle of Puebla, where the Mexicans beat the French, and you know what I'm saying they uh, defeated them, and that's why we celebrate Cinco de Mayo in America, but we commercialized it. They only celebrated in Puebla in Mexico, 
and it, the festival is like in the morning to the afternoon and it's done <laughs> and then it's I basically slept through the festival which I was pissed off because I missed everything I saw it all on Snapchat in Mexico um but would you go now like after releasing uh, that? Yeah, but you it's, it's kind of like one of the things you look at the State Department website and see, hey, what's the threat level wherever you go? That's what I do every time I try. I suggest people do that. Yeah, yeah. Travel abroad, sign up for, I think it's the uh, STEP program. It's like safe, no, smart traveling, emergency program, something like that, where they give you information currently, wherever you're going. They keep you updated by email, text, um, sign up with them with your itinerary. So, say if something was to happen in Japan or Vietnam, they'll notify like my family, the embassies, all that'll be in contact. Tell you where to go if something goes off, natural disasters, terrorist stuff. And you said this is the State Department.gov. Yeah, definitely. We can put the link in there. Yeah, I signed up. I tried it uh, this trip because I've never done it. Yeah, pretty much. I look it up and then go, but because I had to get visas because we were going to Vietnam, mm, so, a- and we had to go to China, so, huh? You need a visa for Vietnam? Yeah, you gotta have that visa, bro. <laughs> okay. It's good for 10 years, though, I think, if I remember correctly. Wow. Um, they checked, too. They was not playing around. Sure. You needed a visa for China, but I figured like can't come in if it's a strict country. Man. Yeah, that was like we just need a transit visa. That was it for China. Because yeah. we were passing through China to get to Japan. No, yeah, to get to Japan and Vietnam, we had to go through China. But I learned a direct flight from Detroit to central Japan is the best way to do it. That's a direct flight. And I was like, oh, I wish I knew that. Like to Japan and go straight there? Yep. Really? How many hours is that? Like 14, you know, like from Korea to like... I flew from Seattle to Korea and that was about like six, maybe it was 12 hours. I don't recall. So it was a very long flight. Yeah. But it was like, it's weird because it didn't seem as long as I thought going over there. I, I don't know why, but... Like 12 to 14 hours. Okay. But yeah, you find out things when you travel. It's like, man, I could have took a direct flight. But anyway, that's a tangent. Um, So how do we resolve this issue, this uh, incident? How do you see it playing out? How do I see it playing out? Yeah, on both sides. Um, I'm really trying to think of like former issues like where Americans have been killed like abroad. And more, more often than not, it's been treated like a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. And we tend to go for the heads of terrorist organizations. Not necessarily, like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, we're going to roll in the tanks to Mexico mm-hmm. and have aircraft on standby. But as we <laughs> last week's episode, like, um, I have faith in the Navy SEALs. I have faith in our special operations, our special forces. I think they'd make short work with the cartel. They went, like, flying drones, flying drones over high altitude. Okay, we got, we know where they're camped at. We know where they're operating at. Like, these guys got money, but I don't, I don't know. Do you really think they're, um... I don't know. I, I think, think it's, 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 someone's going to be held accountable. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, if Mexico doesn't want to uh, give us the green light to, to slide in, I would not be surprised if something happened in shadows. Like, I, you said the key word that I was going to say, I think is it'll be more CIA sanctioned activity on this. Because it's a delicate diplomatic situation, you're not going to use necessarily those black ops that I do you do believe uh, how do you say uh, the Mexican president declined and it's like okay it's not like we're going to say oh well we'll just sit back and wait for justice for American citizens but mm-hmm. like I said it, it, I could see either being like clandestine like guys going in with no uniforms or hiring um, School of the Americas the the school for assassins and you know and, and, and CIA hitmen and, and hiring resources down there to do uh, to do something. But I don't yeah, know. that's what I could see playing out. I could claim it as a victory though. It's one thing to like you know knock off some um, some bosses, some cartel bosses. But like, yeah, that's done. But then how do you? How do you claim uh, responsibility if you can't just say, like, yeah, I did that black op. Set those guys in with the nah. You can't say that. That's not going to nah. help the election. It may like, ease your conscience. Like, yeah, yeah, take that. But it's like, um, you, you can't really claim victory. Or yeah, you can. Victory. You can? Yeah, you can. How so? Do elaborate. What you do is do the clandestine, uh, clandestine uh, hit, right? Or whatever you're going to do. Give the Mexican government credit, all the credit. Swing that propaganda that way, and then back channel. Obviously, we're gonna know about oh how they worked in concert with us, blah blah blah. That's how you spin that. Real easy. That's like textbook stuff. Interesting. So that's what you do. You do the hit. You take out who you got to take out. Give them the credit. Say hey. Let them lead with the story. You already have the story. This is what CIA does. Is that what we did in Pakistan when we hit Osama bin Laden? Because I heard Pakistan was pissed. Yeah, they. If they're you like our, They're kind of like our allies. And what, Pakistan? Yeah, they kind. They are. It's like. And it's it like we went in without their permission. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Like the guy. And, but. We kind of looked at him like, y'all knew he was here the whole time and y'all ain't say nothing and we're right here. So it's kind of like we both had to eat that. Like, all right, listen, we don't agree that you came and did this. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like, it could be a similar shirt. They, Mexico might not be so happy, you know? I don't know. But But it's a a political win from both sides, though. So... Let me ask you, how would you handle it? Diplomatically, of course. First. You always do that first. Talk. Um, see what's up. Fill feel everybody's administrations out. Mm-hmm. Then come up with an action plan and have a joint press conference about this with both of us talking. Uh, I think that's very important. That's a very under underutilized um, tactic sometimes with these kind of situations. 
then you start doing the behind the scenes background you're not going to publicize everything you'd be like we will investigate blah 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 and leave it just at that and then the real dirty work begins <laughs> so then you would use you would try to reach out to the mexican government with their clandestine group i'm sure they got one i don't know what it is but i don't think so I mean, no, I'm not saying that they don't, but yeah. I, I don't mean to, to interject, but like, I wouldn't, again, for your, your the whole potential, the risk of being compromised. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you don't know how far the span of it. You, you watch Pablo Escobar's series? Oh, what, Narcos? There's Narcos, but he actually had his, uh, another show that was just, I think it was called Escobar. I don't think so. This one was just in Spanish. I watched that for a while, but his influence was very broad. And mm-hmm. I reached it influenced the military and influenced politicians. Like it was just I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't make it a, a joint operation, particularly if they didn't give their cooperation. Well that's why I say you start with that first. You mm-hmm. offer that first. Then you gotta do what you gotta do. But once we succeeded in our mission no, but just telling them that like hey we want to do this and then go ahead go ahead once you succeeded nah i'm just i'm kind of all in the mindset like yo give them the option but like just kind of test it out hey you know what do you think about doing this together no okay all right and then we do what we do and then when we're finished be like hey this is what story you're gonna run with so we can please both sides mm-hmm. and then figure out another plan after that to go forward and try to eliminate all this stuff but you do raise valid points about how far does corruption go and how do you know who to trust mm. and that's my main thing why i would offer them like i think the way it was played out currently like, hey, you guys need some help, which is pretty much what you're saying, right? You're reaching out to them, but I would not go into the specifics. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go into the specifics. Okay, you don't need any help? Cool. And then I'd fly the, the recon drones over. Mm-hmm. And then just before you even have any boots on the ground, get all the intel from there. Yeah. I'd have some, um, I would recruit. Now, here's the thing. Would I recruit local resources? Or would I use my own people? Both. You got to do both. And why is that? You need the local intel. You need that local intel. They know the area. They know the people. And why not exclusively local? (sighs) Because, you know, the corruption factor. Obviously, you're going to have to pay these locals higher than what they can get paid where they're at. Mm. That's probably the key part of winning their loyalty is how much you pay them um but you that's the key into like any place you invade or you're doing a mission you want the locals you gotta tap into the local human, that human intelligence yeah but i'm curious how do you, and this is just an opinionated question but how do you think the locals feel about the cartel like I've heard about with an instance with, with again with Pablo Escobar, like he built churches, he built schools, and, and things of that nature, and like uh, where he hung out. So he kind of bought the hearts and minds. Mm. But how do you think uh, they are in Mexico? How do you think they feel? Probably, and this might sound depending on 
I guess how bad we wanted them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Citizenship, immunity, asylum. That'd probably be more valuable than money if they if they want to leave. Of course, not everybody wants to leave. Resources. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was just talking about the general people, like the people. Oh. Like, how do you think they feel about the cartels operating in Mexico? Like, probably are they? You think they're building schools and churches like Pablo Escobar was, or are they just like we have all the money and we don't care? Like, I don't I think know. It's split. I think it's probably split among the population. Some support the cartel because they're paid by them somehow or something, or. And some are, they hate them because they live under tyranny. So I think it's split. Interesting. But that would be a good research topic, like cartels. Did, did, um, the, 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 how do you say, the opinion of the people, it, it's very pertinent. Because it's, it's, um, you know, if they are, um, how do you say, cartel sympathizers, mm-hmm. they don't know if uh, there's any whisper of, American forces doing clandestine operations they could intervene but um the Bay of Pigs was a joint how do you say black yeah and that didn't go very well (laughs) I I do recall they said like some of our key resources didn't speak Spanish and a lot of other guys didn't speak English bit of a fiasco I don't know I think because it if it's uh, exclusively Americans and it's, um, you know, if they caught or captured, it's, that could be messy. Yeah. Because even uh, Mexican authorities could, uh, you know, detain them and then now it's still be messy too. I'm just looking up what people think of cartels in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if anything really shows. Um, because I don't know, um, there's among the hip hop community, there's great adoration for El Chapo, yeah. Um, but, um, I'm not too sure how people I, I see how they come off as like you know, the celebrity status. Well, I think uh, we're coming into a new age and we gotta adapt a new way of thinking, like, mm-hmm. the way war on drugs is. There's no end in sight if you keep it at this pace. So um, the best way to beat it is to um, to legalize it and take full control. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really say. I'll have to do some more research on that. But I'd be really curious. You you raise a great point about the opinions of the cartels locally, where mm-hmm. they where they're headquartered. How do those populations feel about the cartel? That is determine whether you can get rid of them or not in the first place. Interesting. But, yeah, you raised a point. I think um, the legalization of all drugs, even mm-hmm. the hard stuff, that's the key thing to getting rid of all of that, to be honest, like we discussed earlier. You gotta become the gatekeepers. And um, I... I don't know. I'm still on my thing with you legalize drugs. Mm-hmm. And then Mexico now has a lot of leverage, like perhaps even on the global market. And um, I don't know. I think they could become a, a really great ally to to America then. 
Absolutely. If and yeah, so, um, because right now it's like yeah, I I do believe it's globally it's like maybe three hundred billion, mm-hmm. maybe three hundred billion off 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 the revenue, and that's operating in prohibition because like literally almost everywhere around the world it's legal, but um, if it were to be legal, it would pretty much they would be like the Middle East. How the Middle East is renowned for oil, like mm-hmm. South America and Mexico would pretty much be a, they'd be a very, uh, they'd be a, a country or a region very abundant with a, a, a wealthy um, commodity. And that would give some, that would give them some leverage to boost their economy, boost their GDP and their way of life. Because my understanding, that's why people are trying to escape from the, the South America, Central America, mm-hmm. absolutely quality of life. But if you're giving, if there's something out there that you know it's abundant, you can create jobs, you can create industries. Like, why not? My question is, you right, you within that statement, which I totally agree with. You know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Does the U.S. want that? Let's be mm-hmm. honest. Do we want countries that are in this situation to be to raise their standard of living to where they don't necessarily need us in the same way they need us now? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I I hate to say it, but marijuana is really the gateway drug. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by the gateway drug is weed opened up the door. For like we've seen how much tax revenue is coming from medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. No one would ever thought. Like when I first time I heard that weed was legal, I was in Iraq in the middle of the desert. I didn't believe. I thought this guy, this kid, the young airman from Cali, was pulling my leg. He's like, "Yeah, man, you just get a card. Like if you hurt yourself or something like that." I'm like, "No." He's like, "I didn't believe it." And then tax revenue is being raised, and and people are seeing that. And what I mean is the gateway drug is that, well, now that we've seen it work with weed, you, you must take into consideration that it could quite possibly work with other drugs. It's sure. properly regulated and controlled. So why I'm running for president? Because um, not really vibing with the right, but historically, like, you know, African-Americans have voted democratically. And mm-hmm. right now the Democrats are talking nonsense, man. Like mm-hmm. all, um, they want to raise my taxes so these um, fat people eating unhealthy and not exercising can have free healthcare. It's mm-hmm. like I'm totally against that. I do not want to raise my income taxes to take care of people who have to enable a, a an unhealthy lifestyle. Um, what I would propose is legalizing these substances as alternate ways to. Um, <clears throat> increase revenue so i'm circling back to your question like would we want would america want to do it it would be prudent it would be advantageous to to legalize this so now you're throwing taxes onto these substances are we enabling uh, addiction and drug use i mean we're liberating it for for um for adults and, and regulating it and um I imagine the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, would, would be heavily involved in uh, making sure these substances are cleaner than what they were on the street. 
So I think that's a mutual exchange. So it's like Mexico now has an industry. America's capitalizing off of that industry and raising alternate taxation rather than raising your income tax or getting a, a lot of taxation from selling cocaine. Uh-huh. But not quite in the, again, it, we have to, the first step would be giving it to, how do you say, to the universities, authorizing them to do studies so they can make cleaner drugs. But uh-huh. uh, it, I, I would see it benefiting both parties, Mexico and America. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you think that way. I'm kind of curious to see how these candidates play out the rest of the campaign for 2020. And you're right. You don't hear enough talk about this topic at all. Um, it's mainly health, huh? Uh, yeah, you, you don't. And you're right. Like it's uh, they are going about the healthcare, and no one's. They mentioned the opioid crisis, and I know this would just be fuel to the fire. They'd be like, no, look at the opioid crisis. See what's going on now? Well, yeah, because you're letting like people who don't care people who are not being it's the black market Mm -hmm. they don't know the black market is not the real market they don't care there's no regulations people are selling the miners people are 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 selling to people who who are clearly uh they they don't need the substance if you're regulating it and you're controlling it then um you may very well um mitigate the the crisis that's going on now and you can also identify the people who need help. Remember when uh, how we used to buy alcohol in the military? Yeah. Like, particularly overseas, you had a ration card. Yeah, I remember that. Pass <laughs> your ration card, like for all the civilians out there. So like when you're overseas, there's only and you're buying alcohol on base. <clears throat> you have a little card that shows how much alcohol you can buy for the month, how many alcohol rations you have. And when you run out of those rations and you attempt to buy more, they like contact your first sergeant, which is kind of like how the administrative like supervisor, I guess. Yeah, kind of like a manager whenever, over your manager. Whenever you got in trouble, like you'd have to see the first shirt. Yeah, or, like the first sergeant. But um, anyways, it's you could have a system like that. And place like, hey, this person is exceeding their rations. They clearly have a problem. Not calling their first sergeant, obviously, but hey, we have to refer you to some, uh, maybe just some counseling, some some rehabilitation uh, along that line. I like that plan. <laughs> but I, I we we can do a whole episode on, on my plan to do it. Like it just wouldn't be like opening the floodgates. Be like, here, kids, you want some cocaine with candy? Like, no, yeah. like, it would be. It would be streamlined and strictly regulated. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I think it would be mutually beneficial for to take that route. That's good. I, like I said, I don't, I haven't heard any of the candidates talk about this, and this is one of the biggest things that can instantly boost our economy nationwide. Instantly, like, but everybody's so hung up on being so like righteous instead of being realistic and pragmatic i hear more people the candidates talking about we we have to defeat trump we have to defeat trump that is not the nation's biggest issue 
the nation's biggest issue is not oh we must remove Trump. like come on there's so much stuff going on Absolutely. in america like attack that don't um that's that's just me that's why i'm not devoting ener- energy to uh you know villainizing any particular candidate there's much bigger issues than that you know where we stand we got radical opinions radical policies <laughs> Absolutely. you, you yeah. want a radical change you can't just turn the wheel slightly you gotta, uh, you gotta jerk that thing and yeah you know but that's that's why I, th- I really would see how it would be um it would be a really big step to help in it but what else do you think uh we could do to better repair relations with the uh, U.S. and Mexico. I don't know. I, th- I don't think our relationship is that bad besides the wall issue and immigration. I mean, but to get back into what you're just saying, if you solve those... We're, we're not building a, a Canada wall. <laughs> we're building a, uh, a, a southern border wall. So I say our relationships are still a bit... Uh, there's a bit of friction. And um, friction, but not combative. I, I don't, I mean, Mexicans are so a part of American culture, like really? woven into the American fabric. It's kind of hard to be like, oh, that's our sworn enemy. Like, oh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, it's, I think it's, uh, not so much of a, a sworn enemy, but it's, um, mm-hmm. I think our relations are warm. You're saying like, yo, we're we're slapping this wall up because you just can't. You guys can't seem to keep your people out of it. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's, but that can go for us going to everybody else's country and do the same thing. You can't seem to keep your butt out of our countries either. Really? Are Americans like immigrating to... No, not. I'm just saying, like our our presence everywhere. Like we go to some. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very footprint. Yeah, like same concept. But as far as immigrating, like Americans leaving and flooding a country, nah, that we don't do that because we have everything here. We don't really have to do that. To be honest, we're very fortunate. If there are, if there are things other places, like why can't. And maybe I'm, I, I have that bad habit of like oversimplifying things. Mm-hmm. What is what is Mexico lacking? Um, see, I would have to do some research on Mexico, like economically. No, but... I'm just I'm thinking like, what is what is making it so bad that people want to go come here? Is the lack of law and order? Is it lack? Of there's lack of healthcare. It's like, what is? Probably lack of economic uh, upward mobility. It seems like. Mm. Again, so that cocaine would be a very big stimulant. That's what it seems like. I would say most places. I didn't inject that pun. Like cocaine's a stimulant. Yeah. Also stimulate the economy. <laughs> very clever, sir. Yeah, I have my moments. Nah, I think that's what it is. Like, think about all the places we were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's economic upward mobility. That's the problem that people, they don't have access to that. The, like, the every average citizen, probably. 
Well, and it's ironic because we deal with that here in the United States. Not everybody has, and we are the land of opportunity, and we still yeah. have this issue. Mm, but there are countless opportunities in, in America. There, there really are. But I just think if we could make Mexico a little bit more like America, then I think it would solve a lot of our problems. Hence my proposal to buy them. But if they're, they're not for sale, then... Um, Bro, if you look at the history of the Mexican, the U.S. Revolution, you think they really would let us buy them? <laughs> I don't think so. Why? What's in What's in the nation, anyways? Put a name. Just a sense of pride and identity. Mm-hmm. Like we gonna so we gonna let somebody buy America? Price for that other country? Nah, we ain't doing that. What's in the Look. name? We'll, we'll set the whole world on fire if somebody try to buy America. You kidding me? What do you think it would go for? America? Yeah. That's a good question. What, if, what was the price for Greenland? I don't even remember. What was the price for Greenland? It was just a proposition. Just a, a, a general proposition. Like, you yo, think for like $30 billion for Greenland? Not even. Come on. Put that into perspective of aircraft. How much is a how much is an aircraft carrier? You think? An uh, aircraft carrier, navy. Yeah, because yeah. I know we've guarded billion dollar plans. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> you think they would trade Greenland would trade for three of those plans, thirty of those plans? I don't think so. Eh, what a hundred billion? Greenland's not worth that much. You don't think so? Well, all the you you're, you got to think on the perspective of. The minerals, mm-hmm. earth, the rare earth and everything else like that. You know what? Let's um, you. Re-